Shane Gilmer. Just going to be us two tonight here on the show as Trent's uh, dealing with some some uh, issues health-wise with the family. So thoughts and prayers, of course, with uh, Trent and his family. And, you know, we really, really are excited to be talking Georgia recruiting once again right off the bat if anybody could do us a favor go ahead and hit that hit that like button hit the subscribe button turn on notifications we're up over 19,000 subscribers i think right now jed it's it's a mm-hmm. uh, and it's that's because of you guys what you're doing so be a friend and tell three friends right that's that's what you need to do tell them about rumors versus facts where you can see on monday night but jed uh a busy weekend of recruiting i'm gonna let you kind of talk about your uh, observations and some things coming up, um, you know, while I go ahead and uh, share the link out and get all this stuff going on on live right now. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting because this weekend, you know, we're shaping up to be a bigger one, um, I think, than it actually turned out to be. You know, Shamar James's visit got rescheduled. Andre Green, you know, had a conflict and wasn't able to make it to town. But um, but but still, you know, there were guys. Uh, uh, what's his name? Jaheim Singletary um, was in town for the second time in about you know a month or so. He brought his family up. Um, so a good sign for Georgia there. Sammy Brown was back in Athens for about the 15th time <laughs> since the, since the summer. It seemed like I'm, I talked to him You've yesterday. seen Georgia play a lot. A lot. Yeah. I mean, especially counting the, you know, the game up in Charlotte too. I mean, he's, he's there all the time. Um, I, I talked to him yesterday and he said, yeah, I sat next to Gunnar Stockton and you know, we were just hanging out. I was like, Oh, cool. What'd you talk about? I was like, yeah, mo- mostly hunting and fishing, that kind of thing. So um, makes a lot of sense with, with the commerce, commerce Jefferson kid. And then, and then the Raymond County guy there. And then, um, but yeah, you know, it was it was a, a big weekend. Um, you know, a couple interesting names. Um, you know, a 2020, 2025 commit, believe it or not, Aaron White um committed to USC. He made the trip out from California and you know, earned an offer um from Georgia Saturday night. I talked to him um yesterday and he said he and Dalen Austin, another California guy, 2023, yep. um, went out to dinner with you know Coach Smart and, and Coach Lanning Saturday night and then you know, they, they called him later Saturday night and extended an offer. So that's something to watch there. I mean, he said, awesome. you know, he's, he's committed to USC, but I mean, obviously it's a freshman in high school. There's a long time before he puts pen to paper um, as far as that goes. So another name to keep an eye on for way, way, way down the road, about a 80 or so exits down the, the interstate from where we're at <laughs> right now. So, um, but yeah, you know, another interesting weekend recruiting never sleeps, um, especially um, North of the Florida Georgia line there. And um, so so yeah, you know it's interesting to watch. We got another big um, announcement coming up on Friday. I know we're going to touch on Julian Humphrey and yeah, you know just this this class. You know, with the early signing day, you know, about you know a little more than a month away. This is you know we're, we're getting out of the nitty gritty here in this 2022 class. No doubt, and it certainly feels like Georgia, you know, is in very very good shape uh, with uh, with Julian Humphrey. Um, you know, he's a guy who decommitted from Florida right before the Georgia Florida game. And then basically, Jed, there was no, you know, he was not being shy about what he thought about that performance from the Florida Gators uh, during that game. Uh, you know, laughing cat emojis at the Florida team uh, over there on Twitter that in, in today's in today's time. That speaks that's volumes. Good. That's the kiss of death for Florida. Yeah, that, that speaks <laughs> volumes right there. So Florida was definitely out. Then he goes and names a top three not long after that, of course, with um, Georgia and LSU and Mississippi. Um, you know, Mississippi, not Mississippi. Who am I? Texas A&M. Yes. I got my Maroons mixed up there for a minute. But, yeah, for, for sure there is a lot of, you know, positive vibes going on. I know – 
Will Muschamp and Kirby Smart and Jamila Dye have all been Dan Lanning. Everybody's been involved trying to, uh, you know, recruit Julian Humphrey. There, of course, a lot of guys, even Todd Hartley has been involved trying to recruit Jaheim Singletary there, as you mentioned, that was back again for a visit. Uh, and Jed, you know, not everything's 100% positive for Georgia in terms of how it went this weekend. Initially, as you mentioned briefly, Andre Green was supposed to, you know, come in for Sunday, Monday, uh, kind of just expound upon maybe a, a little bit of reports that we heard um, today. Yeah, you know, it's, um, you know, our, our national guy, Adam Friedman, shout out to Adam, does a great job for us. He posted Saturday afternoon saying, Andre, I can't remember exactly what was something with his high school schedule, like they hoped practice would be Monday afternoon. It got scheduled for Monday morning, so they're not going to make it work. They were going to try to maybe um, come to Athens, I believe it's next weekend, right, when they're scheduled to go to Clemson on now. Yeah. You know, we were hearing today and, and Trent as well that, you know, the interest with Georgia after picking up maybe over the last three weeks, a month or so, now appears to have cooled off. So it seems Andre's really sort of focusing in on, you know, it's been Clemson and North Carolina really that have been those two kind of near the top for him. Um, you know, and it seems like it's kind of back to those two um, with Georgia, you know, once again, starting to fade out of the mix. Yeah. I posted a class recap on the UGA sports vault. And if you're not a member of the vault, that's why you need to be guys. Cause we post a lot of uh, things like that. Jed does his leaderboard, the cheat sheet, all that kind of stuff. Trent has his projected class. And I did a, a chart that showed some of the, you know, targets out there for Georgia and how likely they were to sign. And on the wide receiver board, uh, Jed, I had Andre Green all the way down at the bottom. Only one below him was Kojo uh, Antwi. And I just, I've just never thought that Georgia has a, has had a real shot at an, at Andre Green. And uh, I think that's kind of, you know, bearing out coming to fruition. I think they're really, really like, all in going after Shaz Preston. I've thought about that that for a couple weeks now, especially that the heat's been getting turned up. Uh, Julie Boudwin from Tiger Details did us a solid going over there to cover his All-American jersey uh, ceremony, you know, presentation over at his school at St. James. And when she did that, she interviewed him and asked him about Georgia and Cortez Hankton. Also asked him about Texas and Alabama and LSU, some of those schools. But literally, the countenance and the excitement in his in his eyes, the smile, you can see it when she asked him about Cortez Hankton, when she asked him about the University of Georgia. There is a genuine uh, connection there with Cortez Hankton and Shaz Preston because um, he also recruited – Shaz's older brother when he was at Vanderbilt. Obviously, uh, Shaz's older brother ended up going to Mississippi State to be a uh, to be a defensive back over there. But Cortez Hankton was recruiting him, got to know the family really well. He's from the Louisiana area. I think right now in that recruitment that you know LSU and Georgia are kind of right there together. I'm sure LSU probably even helped themselves with their performance against Alabama this right. weekend. I mean, they played hard. Uh, you know, Alabama, I think that, that had more to do with Alabama, honestly, than it did with LSU. A lot of inconsistencies from Alabama. Uh, people are freaking out right now on the vent and stuff like that, Jed, about uh, Georgia's offense sometimes with some inconsistencies. I would hate to see what the message board looks like over there. I haven't ventured into – I don't even know what it's called over there on the on our Alabama Rivals site, but, man, I can only imagine how bad that is with the way that offensive line is playing right now. Yeah, I mean, that's one of those things where I know me personally being at the game Saturday, I was like, okay, I'm going to go home and 
It's not, not a great slate of games. Saturday night, LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky. The LSU, Alabama game turned out to be pretty. I mean, it, it wasn't the prettiest football in the world, but it was, you know, it was close and entertaining. Well, I mean, you look at it, LSU, I mean, they got down that next to last drive. They got down to what, about the 25 or 30? I mean, you're one big, if you're Alabama, you're one. Dude, they were inside the 10. Away from, they were yeah, inside you're, the 10. You're one busted coverage away from, you know, the other stuff looking down the road. SEC championship versus Georgia. I mean, it, it doesn't matter, you know, if, if you lose that game and, and you're, you're one blown coverage, a great play from an LSU receiver away from it, not even mattering. Um, so, so yeah, I wouldn't imagine the, the, the message board. I think it's Crimson Tide insider. Maybe yeah, I'm getting that wrong, wrong. but yeah, they, I'm sure that was not a, a great place to be about, um, you know, 10 30, 11 o'clock on Saturday night. But point being on there, Shaz Preston was at that game in Tuscaloosa, so I'm sure with LSU being his home school, that's who Georgia's fighting, in my opinion, right? They're they're fighting LSU for Shaz Preston. And, you know, really what it's going to come down to, I think, is it's going to come down a lot to that hire. Who does LSU hire? Who Who is the next staff that comes in? And do they do it in a timely enough manner? Because Shaz Preston's planning on signing at, you know, on national sign the early national signing day and you know i think is also if i'm not mistaken planning on being an early enrollee so that's going to be a narrow time gap uh jed to get you know used to a new staff so especially if georgia gets shaz preston in for an official visit when they are trying to schedule that official visit between the sec championship and that december 5th uh december 15th signing date Georgia's so good at on-campus recruiting, Jed. We've talked about the details, all that kind of stuff that they that they take into account. I really think that it could bode well for him with, with Shaz Preston. He's, he's the guy that I would think is right there at the top of the board right now for Georgia at wide receiver. Absolutely. I mean, and you get him in, like you said, after the agency championship in those days and like you said, it it's it's Shaz Preston or bust right now. I mean, let's be honest, at receiver, that's what it's really kind of shaping up to be. So, get him on campus, show him all that love, show him. You know, we kind of talked about this when Andre Green um, was supposed to be here this weekend. You know, show him how he could fit in the offense, go really in depth with what he could be, and that you know, quite honestly, with you, that could that could that could seal the deal. You know, a great visit a week or so, you know, before the early signing period um, or early signing day, I should say that should that could really seal the deal for Georgia. They look to you know, get that one more guy in this receiver class, that true difference maker on the outside. Um, yeah. Looking for. I think, you know, Shaz Preston or Bus is, is fairly accurate. However, there is a, another term you could say, Shaz Preston or instead of Bus, maybe Burden. Uh, because I don't think I don't think it's over with true. with Luther Burden uh, by any means. That was a that was a battle that Georgia was in to the very, very end. Uh Georgia, you know, and Thought they were they were right there in there uh, with with Luther Burden and you know sometimes crazy things happen in recruiting at uh, the very very late hours you know of uh, before an announcement but nothing's over till uh, pen hits paper uh, George has seen that before with George Pickens you know so we'll see we'll see what ends up happening with Luther Burden down the line we've got a lot of questions that we're going to get to on the UGA uh, UGA Sports Vault. I'm gonna look at some of these, uh, some of these YouTube comments real quick. Though Jay Martin 24, Blaine and Jed, yes, that that is who we are. Yeah, we're here. We appreciate you watching, Jay Martin. Exactly. Uh, Eric Odom, 
Uh, said, uh, duh, he looked rusty talking about uh, JT Daniels to, to Brett Weimer there. You know, he hadn't played in five games, so I'm sure you got to uh, get get back in a rhythm for, for certain. I mean, obviously playing against a scout team and playing against your own defense in practice, obviously that Georgia prides themselves on being – um, very competitive in practice and playing to a standard, but it's just something about those real live game reps, Jed, that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get back in the swing of things. And then the last one we'll take here before we get to our questions, uh, James Bond, the goal is not to beat insert name of, of defeated foe. The goal is to beat everyone until <laughs> every week, until UG's the only one standing. Of course, that's, that's definitely the line of thinking that uh, Kirby Smart and company uh comes to um but now jed what we do every week is on the uga sports vault we submit a post uh to, for people to submit questions and you know all these questions start flowing in and we do our best to kind of rapid fire answer them here and uh george i will say uh jed in terms of wide receiver if Georgia, let's say for some reason they weren't able to bring in a Shaz Preston, they weren't able to, fl- uh, you know, flip a Luther Burden, they weren't able to get a, a a Travis Hunter who would also play receiver if he came to Georgia. You know, he would play receiver and and corner. That that is already kind of that's been established. He would play but a two way guy. If they go over three on that kind of deal, there are two guys that have hit the transfer portal today. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, uh, Jordan. I can't remember his name now from uh, from Arizona State, but Jordan's his first name. I'll look that up. I'm a, a blank. And then Joshua Moore from Texas. Both of these guys were recruited by Georgia out of high school, class of 2020, class of 2018 receivers that are now. You know, they've played three years in college. Now they're moving on. Who knows if Georgia's reach out to him? I will get that that name on uh, Jordan. It escapes me at the minute, but I was messaging. Uh, reaching out to him today and uh, Joshua Moore talked to him as well and you know definitely these are guys that that at least are maybe worth kicking the tires on so who knows there's going to be lots of portal guys out there that people uh, you know identify as we go on but Jed I want you to go ahead and read off this uh, first question for us. And from Jay Doggy, my my alter ego he says who are some realistic names you could see UGA going after in the transfer portal to fill different needs, in my opinion, outside linebacker is a position we may need an impact to transfer from. Yeah, so I think when it's outside linebacker, Jed, when you talk about, you know, family connections is something you always look at. He's not in the portal yet, but uh, B.J. Ojolari, you know, you got to assume with all the chaos going on at LSU, he could maybe end up wanting to come back home. Obviously, that would be a, a big fit with his brother, you know, being a, a, you know, Georgia great and now tearing things up with the New York Giants. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of those things where, I mean, and someone asked me this about Tamari Olsen the other day, and I kind of popped it in my head. You recruit these guys nowadays, you know, and nothing else to make sure that bridge is burned. You know, is Georgia going to take three running backs in the 2022 class? I don't know, but I wouldn't think so. I mean, I don't guess anything is possible, but Damari Olsen, Auburn commit, you know, say, you know, a couple of years, if Brian Harson is, is, is gone, I don't, I'm not, you know, predicting anything or anything, but you know, th- Georgia could be in a position to land him in the transfer portal in. So that's something that coaches have to take into recruiting, take into factor when recruiting nowadays, just with so many players changing teams every offseason, you don't want to burn any bridges. You want to keep in touch with these kids, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's like, um, you know, Glenn Schumann with Shamar James. He told him when he committed to Florida, I'm going to commit or I'm going to recruit. I cannot talk tonight. I'm going to recruit you 
until you sign. And obviously it's working out where Shamar decommitted from Florida. Georgia's right there. But if he hadn't, and, you know, say this time next year, if Dan Mullen's fired, Shamar's like, hey, Glenn Schumann, that's a good guy. I had a strong relationship with him. You have a lot more faith in uh, Dan Mullen than than I think most people do. (laughs) He's going to be gone well before this time next year. We're playing the hypothetical game. We're playing the hypothetical game. No, I I hear what you're saying. You definitely have to recruit with the portal in mind these days, establish relationships, look for stuff that could happen down the line. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, Jay Doggy, thank you for uh, submitting that question as always on here. I did want to circle back. The the wide receiver from Arizona State that's in the portal, his name is, I should have remembered, Portal because his last name is Porter. Uh, Jordan (laughs) Porter uh, from Arizona State uh, got a – Offer from Georgia out of high school, and so did Joshua Moore from Texas. So we shall see what ends up happening with those guys in the portal. I would think that, you know, to answer the other part of that question, I think outside linebacker, uh, you know, also wide receiver could probably be a a place that they reach into the portal and maybe quarterback uh, could end up being another place depending on what happens on the roster. All right, Jed, next question there. OU Hirsch Walker, name I finally understand. Is Thomas Castellanos in this class? If so, do you think it's a quarterback or some other position? And then question number two, if oh, if another position, would it be at slot, safety, et cetera? And then question number two, would would UGA take Kristen Miller, Hero Canoe, and Marvin Marvin Jones Jr.? All right. So first one, Thomas Castellanos there. He is, you know, from Ware County, plays quarterback down there, listed as a, a listed as an athlete. Um, well, he's a dual threat quarterback, but a lot of people like him as an athlete. He's committed right now to Central Florida. I don't know that uh, – I can't say that he's in the class right now, but I know that there is mutual interest there. Uh, Jed, it's just a f- simple fact that he does he it would not play quarterback at Georgia, not not right now. He would be, he would be a slot receiver. Uh you know, a guy that that has a lot of speed, a lot of a uh, lot of explosiveness, a lot of suddenness in his game, and I think Georgia would like to use that on the perimeter. Um, if Georgia, you know, maybe comes around on that, uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, but I, I I think right now he's going to tend to go towards quarterback. And Jed, if that's the position he loves, you know, you can't can't blame him to to do that right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can't like you said, you can't fault a kid for. For wanting to believe, or not, I shouldn't say wanting to believe, wanting to play quarterback if he thinks that's where he can be successful at the next level. And it's it's like we were just talking about recruiting for the portal. You know, George, they're covering all their bases. They're making sure, especially with an in-state kid, um, you know, cover all your bases, leave no stone unturned and all that kind of stuff. But like you said, if he wants to play quarterback, um, you know, the, the road to, to that at Georgia just doesn't seem like it's a, a particularly open one at that position right now. Yeah, it's kind of kind of log jam there uh, with with what's going on. Obviously, they've got Gunnar Stoughton committed, Brock uh, Vandergriff before him. Stetson Bennett is eligible to come back for another year. So is uh, so is JT Daniels. You know, if he wanted to, um, we'll see what ends up happening there. I don't. I think obviously either Stetson or JT one will will be gone. Uh, you know, I notice I was glossed right over Carson Beck there because you know I I just feel like that's an inevitable situation. You know, he, who knows what happens with with Carson Beck, but there's a lot of quarterbacks in that room right now. Uh, I think Thomas is, is entirely capable of playing at the power five level and he could play multiple positions really. I mean, there, there's going to be, uh, you know, teams that want him at quarterback and then also uh, teams like Georgia who want to do stuff, you know, with him out at receiver and, and things of that nature. But he's, it, it's a compliment to the young man of just how athletic he is. Um, and then the, that last question there was, 
Uh, it, would Georgia take Miller, Canoe, and Jones? Okay, so I don't know how much it, it all the numbers pan out, but not, not those guys wouldn't necessarily all detract from one another. I mean, Miller and Canoe would, but Marvin Jones Jr. is an edge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's gonna be he's gonna be out wide. So really, you're talking about taking two extra defensive tackle type players in Canoe and Miller compared to, you know, right now they've got Tyree West who seemed to reaffirm his commitment to Georgia this weekend on his uh, official visit uh, this weekend, Jed, with some of the pictures, you know, he posted on Instagram, all that kind of stuff. Even after, um, you know, many speculated that Florida State was getting in the mix. Of course, they've got Bear Alexander uh, committed, but Bear Alexander is really going to be more that nose type player where these other other guys – could end up being, uh, you know, more three technique ish. Uh, canoe even can maybe slide out and, and play some five and a heavy set, that kind of stuff. But we'll see what ends up happening. But I don't think all of those guys would play against one another. Really, it'd just be are you going to take uh, two more defensive tackles? And I, I don't know, Jed. I mean, it just depends on on the numbers. It also depends on if all the guys committed in this class right now are actual scholarship players, which I have some reservations about myself. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things we've talked about it a lot. It's, you know, you're going to take, you know, one more receiver, one more, this one more that, and then you get to those last three or four scholarships and it's best guy available. If they ended up, if George ended up with those three, that would make for a very, very strong, um, you know, close to this front seven class with, with those, with Michael Williams involved as well. Um, Darius Smith. I mean, that was CJ Madden. I mean, yeah, that would be a huge, huge, huge close. Um, I know hero canoe is, is very, you know, he, he really loves Ohio state. I know. And, and And Oklahoma. I mean, here's the thing about hero canoe. I know that he tweeted out, you know, wow, with the dog emoji after it and all that kind of stuff. But it seems to me, Jed, that uh, hero canoe, which I'm sure he's a great young man, and and obviously he's a great football player. Seems to me he's got a little bit of what Walter Nolan had going on early in this class, which Walter Nolan committed to Texas A&M on Saturday, by the way. Um, where after every visit he went to, he was kind of on that visit high, right? So mm-hmm. I think we got to let that visit high wear off a little bit and see how fired up canoe is about Georgia afterwards, you know? Yeah, I think, and you know, Ohio state, not that I'm, you know, putting future casts or anything, but Ohio state, I know is a school that's really just been a constant cream, you know, throughout this whole recruitment, he really likes Larry Johnson up there and all this kind of stuff. Also Walter Nolan, I, I have to, I have to comment because I saw on Instagram, like he went basically went up to Jimbo Fisher. It looked like pregame with everyone videoing him and told him on the field before the game, it looked like that he was committing, which was just, you know, I, that's, that's a fitting way for this recruitment to end. Like that's, that's kind of how I thought it would, you know, a, a simple edit tweeted out would, would not have done this recruitment no. full of twists and turns justice. So that was, that, that was interesting to say. I think, you know, he went live. But I didn't see it till Sunday, but I mean, it, it's not, Sunday. it's not like, you know, being committed and about to announce that the army or at the uh, Under Armour All-American game, Zach Evans style, and then going away, you know, and, and things happening there. But it's pretty close. And uh, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, obviously that Walter Nolan saga, he's now going to be recruiting guys to Texas A&M like at Nye White and Shamar Stewart. So we'll mm-hmm. see uh, what recruits. He's, he's battling against the Jalen Walkers of the world with uh, Georgia's class and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Jed, we've got another question here. 
Red Dog 0884, seen where James Jordan, I believe that should be Jordan, Jordan James, James. Um, is not signing in December. Are we looking at other running backs in this class or in the transfer portal? So Trent refuted that, said that he is signing in, in December. He's just not going to be an early enrollee. So what we've heard and what Trent confirmed last week is that he is signing in December, even despite other uh, reports elsewhere. So um, obviously, Damari De- Austin told us, you know, Jed, that he is being recruited, you know, pretty pretty hard by Georgia at the moment. I don't know if that's any kind of direct correlation here. I I fully expect Jordan James to end up in this class for for Georgia, but like you said, I think it's more so Georgia, um, you know, covering their bases with a guy who in Damari Austin, who is a extremely talented young man out of Woodward Academy. Right, it's one of those things. Year two. You know, that you build back on those relationships, you get back in contact with them. Hey, you remember when we were recruiting you, even when you committed to Auburn, you know, inside kid, all that kind of stuff. Um, three running backs in a class. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know much, but that seems like a lot. Um, you know, could I mean, I guess nothing's impossible. You know, could maybe if an, a running back on the roster transfers or something, you know, maybe that could be a thing. I don't know. I, I don't think three running backs end up in this class, you know, at least without something of that nature I'm happy because right now it seems like brand Branson Robinson and um and Jordan James are both you know solid and gonna be a part of this class no doubt uh, we got a little roll call here of where people are watching from Brett Weimer from St. Mary's Georgia uh, cat dog beef uh, Beaufort South Carolina uh, we've got our skills Hibbing Minnesota so all the way from up in uh, Minnesota Salt Lake City, Utah. So, uh, rumors versus fact, uh, Jed is nationwide tonight, and we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. And we've got more questions here that we're going to go ahead and answer. But wanted to give a shout out to some of those guys uh, watching. Like I said, if you like what's going on, uh, go ahead and make sure that you hit that like button for us. Subscribe, turn on notifications, all that good stuff. We really, really appreciate it. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention that Dead Soxy is the sponsor of the show. Guys, I've started uh, wearing them myself. They've got that that grip technology at the top where uh, it's not those socks aren't going to come down on you, things like that. Alumni uh, socks that where they have all the colors of the different teams because it was started by two old Miss grads. So make sure that you can get the, the promos on our website. Go over to UGASports.com. You'll see some banners. You can get uh, some good discounts on some Dead Soxy merchandise. I've seen uh seen dead soxy in stores all the way up in blue ridge uh down down below uh below gainesville here so there's different you can find them all over the place but make sure to visit ujsports.com to check out some some of that dead soxy uh gear over there some of those socks did because they're high quality stuff and we appreciate them uh sponsoring uj sports and the show all right so jed next question here from ryan dog yeah ryan dog curbing company always good for some surprises Unless it's in a press conference when it's the same stuff week after week. We've seen Pickens and others on signing day, signing day and Gilbert and Daniels in the portal. Where do you guys think the biggest surprise comes from this year? Now, Jed, you know Kirby's got eyes watching everywhere. He's going to see that slide remark, and next time you ask a question at the at the press conference, he's going to give you the same look that he's given you know, some of those other dudes over there. Um, I thought it was hilarious today when somebody asked him about the star ratings and he turned, he leans into the microphone and goes zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> <laughs> he does not count, uh, care about the star ratings according to that response. But okay. So some surprises by nature, a surprise is something that you're not expecting, right? Georgia 
you know, they say they haven't been, but, you know, with Thomas uh, Castanellos, you know, being a quarterback, um, there's a guy in, you know, there's a guy here in Georgia named Robbie Roper, um, who is the quarterback at Roswell, who's starting to pick up some steam. He was, he was injured. Uh, there's been contact there with Robbie Roper. Um, he visited TCU this past weekend. He's going to go to Texas A&M. He's a guy who's in seven A Jed, and he's he, you know he's leading the state in passing almost. I mean, even after being being injured, he had uh, I think close to five hundred uh, or no three hundred yards and five touchdowns in the first half alone this weekend against Woodstock. So you know when it comes to to Robbie Roper, uh, that's that's a guy that I would just keep an eye on. Maybe not he maybe he doesn't end up at Georgia, but he's gonna pop up here in these in this power five discussion before too long because he can flat out play. I posted about him on the on the on the vault. Also, I would just keep an eye out on um some of the some of those portal guys that are entering at, at receiver right now. I think that that is uh you know that that's kind of where you need to look at. And then a loser burden, you know, who knows? It may not ever be over. Uh, till it's over there, Jed. Is anybody you can come to think of that may be a surprise in the class by the by the end of it? Somebody that's been on the fringe. Um, I mean, you know, the 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 best surprises are the ones that come, you know, totally out of nowhere. So I'm, you know, like, but like I said, there's there's always something. You know, it's it's you know, I think back at the start of the summer, right? C.J. Madden was not really on our radar at all, right? He was committed to Colorado. He comes on a visit to Athens and what three or four days later decommits from Colorado. And it seemed, you know, from that point on, he was, um, you know, it, it was only a matter of time before he committed to Georgia. I think, so I think just keep a lookout maybe um, just for those, guys like that. Those visits between December 4th and December yeah. 15th, yes. whoever yeah. shows up on those visits, right. there's your, there's your surprises or there's your closers that they're coming in with right there, guys that, that you need to be on a, a lookout for. So, uh, keep a lookout on that, but I definitely think a guy like a like a Robbie Roper. I don't know that Georgia ends up t- actually taking a number two, you know, another quarterback in this class in the class of twenty twenty two, a second one. But if they were, I know that that there were people there watching uh, Roswell play against Milton the night I was there, and that is, uh, you know, he he had a fantastic performance, uh, and that's just somebody to keep an eye on, uh, as maybe you know surprise down the road also luke brown a kicker at north hall he's been to like three or four georgia games i've seen him there every time it seems like as i've been cover, covering these guys coming down those steps jed you know they like to send them down mm-hmm. both sets of steps to, to yes, just mess with us reporters i think so we can't get pictures of uh, both guys going or both lines of guys coming down the, the stadium steps there but luke brown has an extremely strong leg and he could end up being – I've tweeted about him today. He could end up being a preferred walk-on type guy, maybe at Georgia. Guys, great academics. He um, – you know, North Hall Fieldhouse in Gainesville, Georgia, they have a uh, – the, the field goal post, uh, of course, is overhanging the, the end zone there. And then they've got, you know, probably a good 20 yards maybe behind it is a brick building. I know that he hit maybe not 20 yards, maybe 15 yards behind it. There's a brick building. And he had a 42-yard field goal earlier this year that he hit, and it was good, and it hit that building. 
Jed. Uh, so he he's got a strong leg, and who knows? You, you never. As somebody pointed out on the vault today, you can never have too many kickers. So we'll see see what ends up happening there. Keep an eye out on Luke Brown from North Hall High School. Uh, UGA Motors. If any info on the visitors this weekend would be nice. Well, we've all we always post out uh, the rapid reaction over on the website, so make sure you're checking that out. So we did a lot of rapid reactions, and Jed's already talked about a good bit of that. So I think we'll skip that one here and move on to uh, Scuffletown Dog. Jed, we got one from him. Yeah, one of one of our mainstays. Shout out to Scuffletown. Hello, I enjoy your program. Look forward to it every week. Pat myself on the back there. Who do we close with in this class, and who do we UGA seem to be gaining momentum with in 2023? All right, so I think everybody, you know, has to seem like in 2022 that I think Georgia's in, we can say consensus that they're in great shape with Humphrey, they're in great shape with Singletary, they're in great shape with Wilson, which is good because they need to, for Georgia's sake, because they need to load up on secondary. Uh, that's a position of position of need. Uh, I think that, you know, Kristen Miller, even though Alabama is now jumping in here late, I think that's a, a person there. They're right in there with with Jed um, Shamar James. I think that, you know, even though he I think delaying his visit to December is actually a good thing for Georgia. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things. It's kind of like we we're just talking about with Shaz Preston. You get the one on one time with the coaches. You get to, you know, have those intense conversations and, and all that kind of stuff. See the campus, see the facilities um, without the. You, you know, experiencing a game is certainly part of a visit for a lot of these guys. But if you've already experienced that atmosphere, you know, it's there's, you know, maybe more things on on those kids' plate than that. So, um, yeah, it's it seems like a, a, a minus for Georgia when a visit gets pushed back. But I think that could definitely, um, you know, work out well for Shamar. Yeah, and, uh, you know, our, obviously uh, DeMario Tolan was, was there this week, so we'll see how, you know, we haven't been able to get with him on reaction and stuff like that, but we'll try to keep keep reaching out and get, get uh, some reaction there. But if he does come, he'll be an inside linebacker for, for Georgia. So it's either seems like a Tolan and, and James may be uh, a one-spot deal there. Who knows? They could end up taking both of them if they both wanted to come. Uh, but also offensive line-wise, you got Ernest Green, uh, you know, and then you've got even Elijah Pritchett that I think they're they're still going up. So Elijah Pritchett uh, there, and then the two way guy that you know when we're talking about surprises, Jed, would there be any bigger surprise if very quietly on December fifteenth, all of a sudden, you know, comes to go do a little signing and Travis Hunter's name pops up on uh, Georgia's signing list? I mean, that would be the biggest biggest surprise uh, of them all if uh, if he were to to flip from Florida State. I think the only way that could end would be he signs on on December 15th, tells no one, and then like January 8th or whatever, someone, someone, some loyal subscriber to our site says, hey, Travis Hunter's in my English 101 class or whatever. Is he a Georgian? Like that, that seems like the only way this could end just because there's been so much like, um, not covert because, you know, he's sitting on the third row at, at that one game or whatever, but it just, it seems like Georgia's trying and trying and trying and there's, and they're trying so hard to get over that that hump, that mountain that Florida State has built um, with the family ties and the relationships and all that kind of stuff. But it's like Georgia shows up for their uh, their first round of the playoffs, and all of a sudden there's uh, Travis <laughs> Hunter in street clothes watching with a Georgia jersey right. on. You know, the, everybody right. yeah. loses their mind. I think it could be very covert if something like that happens. Uh, so we'll we'll see it. Daniel says Hunter's not flipping. He's made it explicitly clear over and over. Daniel. There's a difference between, you know, what people say 
there's inside words and there's outside words, right? You know, I think that's a, a joke that uh, a joke that that Will Ferrell said one time when he was impersonating George Washington, uh, not George Washington, George Bush. Uh, might as well be George Washington, but I know his uncle is the the DB DB coach and all that kind of stuff. We'll see. I'm just saying uh, they they're not going to stop pursuing him, and who knows what happens with that Florida State um, Florida State you know class. Our Florida State coaching coaching staff with the way that season's going and and how it could end up. Who knows? They may beat Florida at this point and may may save their job because Florida's a walking dumpster fire right now. Yeah, so that we'll that Florida Florida State game could mean a lot more so, than it looks like on, yeah. the, on the in the standings. Just with the the you know potential. I don't know. I don't know if like coaching decisions rest on one games like that, but that they could definitely. You know, the winner of that game and the loser of that game could be going in two very different directions as far as yeah. Well, somebody said, "Do we have to put this game on national television?" <laughs> so on, on Twitter, I thought that was that was apropos there. Uh, JTB JTB dog semi recruiting. How many spots do you think we reserve for the portal? Biggest portal needs. Thank you for what you do. We appreciate uh, the the uh, gratitude there. Uh, but J, JTB, I, I think there's no real guess on that. You know, the NCAA is adjusted now to give you, you know, seven spots for who transfers away. I think Georgia, there's going to be attrition from Georgia's roster in the portal this year, Jed. I, I think that's, that's for certain, uh, whether it's in the quarterback room, whether it's at offensive line, whether it's on the, the, the defense with, you know, people not being able to, to break a lineup in that stout defense, they're going to lose guys to the portal. So they get up to seven. It depends. I think they lost 11 last year. So we'll see what ends up happening. I don't think there's any way to put a real, real number on that. But uh, Jed, Lower East Side Dog has a question here. Yeah, rumor or fact, the weakness of Georgia's 2022 recruit, recruiting class will be the offensive line. Well, Jed, uh, you know, I'm going to let you, since you were there, um, I think that's a uh, rumor because I think as Kirby Smart said today, Jed, just kind of tell him what he said about the star ratings and how Georgia goes about evaluating some of these uh, some of these positions. The star ratings mean zero. That's, <laughs> that's what Kirby said. That's says. what they say. Um, you know, it's all about, I. you know, it depends on, and I was, I actually, I love this question. I saw it on the, on the, on our thread today. I think if you look at it from a perspective of okay, which which group of of prospects have the biggest chance to come in and impact the team right away, I think you could make the case for offensive line being the weakest there, just because I don't think there's that you know five star you know Cade Mays, Broderick Jones, that kind of guy that's going to come in and challenge for a starting spot next year. At this point, uh, maybe Ernest Green could be that guy. Yeah, but the way they the way they evaluate, you know, obviously, right. and, and that's again, all those guys, you know, the staff has done their evaluations, and you know, they know what they're talking about. But I'm saying, if if that's your if that's your criteria of which position groups you can have guys come in and play year one, maybe you could say that. Um, but yeah, as far as overall down the road, all that kind of stuff, I don't think, I don't at least I don't think it's fair to say that. Just looking at the star ratings and stuff, and you know, at this point. Absolutely. These last two, we're going to hit kind of rapid fire here. Uh, ZXB, ZXBY140 says, uh, one, what current commits do you think are the best candidates to contribute as a true freshman? I say Oscar Delp. Who do you say, Jed? Current commits. Uh, I'll say Bear Alexander. Bear Alexander, yeah. The two two good ones right there. What positions do you think the coaches will circle for transfer reporter help? We've already said offensive or uh, outside linebacker. Um, 
who knows? It could be, it could be, you know, interior offensive line. Maybe uh, if there's a guy that's got a lot of experience out there, that wants to transfer wide receiver, uh, maybe quarterback, depending on that maybe situation. Safety. Yes, safety, depending, you know, if they don't want to go real young with some of those guys, depends on what Lewis Seen does as well. You know, does Lewis Seen go? Does he come back? Who who knows with that? Um, And then Speedy Dog says, Canoe, serious or just visiting for fun? I mean, he's definitely interested. He's definitely serious Mm -hmm. about Georgia. It's just, I don't know, you know, I don't know how it's going to end up up with him. I know when you've got uh, Notre Dame, when you've got Ohio State, when you've got uh, Oklahoma, all in there in the mix. I mean, that's that's a lot of schools, and Georgia has a lot going on in the defensive front right now. So, it, you know, depends on where he kind of wants to end up with everything. Jed, I wanted to, uh, as uh, that's our last question here, I wanted to share real quick. Georgia offered a tight end today in the class of 2023, and I'm going to play his, uh, his video here. It, it, his name's Javante Vereen. Six foot four, 210. He's split out wide here. And Todd Hartley contacted him at the beginning of this month and already offered him inside of a week. And you can just see the athleticism here. Um, he's out of North Carolina. I think Havelock, North Carolina is the is the name of the, the town and the school that he, he's from. But I, I just he just popped on the radar for me today. Georgia just offered him, did my did a little research, watched some film here, but he is fluid uh he's able to catch but you see right here catch the ball make things happen after the catch they can split him out use him as a true tight end he's played receiver and safety his first couple years in high school and moved him to tight end this year he's liking where everything's going in terms of that and obviously georgia is as well but jed it's just ridiculous what this uh georgia tight end room i mean todd hartley it's gonna be hard for him to keep getting raises after too long the way he's recruiting man yeah, and when you look at this kid here, there's also Lawson Lucky out there in the 2023 class. I mean, I went and saw him and Neo Avery and too. Neo Avery, right? I mean, I saw Lawson the other night um, over at Norcross and Archer, um, playing for Norcross at Archer, and it was funny because they didn't Norcross didn't really target him the entire game. You know, they threw one pass to him; it was kind of overthrown, intercepted, and then the last drive, they kind of just said, "Screw it, we're going to let our best player." do best player things. They threw one pass to him. We mossed a guy for like 25 yards. Two plays later, did the same thing. He did the same thing again. So it was one of those things where you look at it, it's like, why weren't y'all doing this the entire game? Um, but Lawson Lucky is another guy. Um, like you said, definitely explosive, um, you know, very fluid, moves very well for a tight end. And he's also, he's kind of physically kind of makes you think of more of a traditional tight end, you know, compared to Pierce Sperlin, who is more of a, a you know, six, six, six two thirty-five. I mean, yeah. just... I mean, when you when you think of tight end, I guess the prototypical traditional tight end, lost and lucky physically is maybe more to think of, but obviously a very talented player along with Pierce Sperling. So, yeah, no it's, it's going to be a, a loaded room for for a really long time. Yeah, so Georgia's definitely taking two tight ends in that 2023 class. They're going to be uh, – obviously, Pierce Sperlin is locked in. He's the leader of that class. He's the guy that, that's out there doing the recruiting of other people. But keep an eye on Javante Vereen because that is a uh, – you know, Jed, we, we may, be, uh, may be your next uh, trip up there going to Havelock, North Carolina, and see him in the playoffs here coming up uh, uh, soon because uh, they're, they're, they are in the playoffs right here. But – Definitely uh, an a interesting offer and prospect there. Um, not a 
you know, big star guy like Kirk, like Kirby Smart was talking about today. He actually has a zero stars at this point. But when you're six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds, he said he runs a high four five, low four six forty, uh, depending on the day. And with the ball skills that he has, that is uh, very impressive. So Todd Hartley continues to absolutely uh, just stack up, you know, potent targets and guys that are could realistically become Georgia Bulldogs at the tight end position. So, uh, guys, that is going to do it here for our show here tonight on UGA Sports Rumors versus Facts. Um, presented by dead soxy and guys make sure like i said do us a favor hit that like button before you go turn on uh notifications subscribe to the channel and then of course you can always get the replays over on ugasports.com we'll post them to the vault to the vent also share them on the podcast format so for jed may I am Blaine Gilmer, and we will be back next Monday night live at 8.15. Make sure to catch out the, catch, uh, the show with Jim Donnan next uh, tomorrow at 12 o'clock with Roddy and Dane. And uh, we will catch you later on UGA Sports. <laughs>